Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm delighted to say that after the resounding success of our first two series, they've asked me back to record another. I'm Rob Barnard and in this third podcast series we'll be talking to mortgage industry thought leaders who aren't afraid to address pressing issues happening in the here and now. Over the course of this series, we will explore real-world affairs that are in need of their bold new ideas and expertise. Ideas that simply cut through the financial jargon and offer real-world specialist solutions for everyday people in the mortgage industry. That's specialist ideas from specialist experts for you to tune into at home or on the go. Hello and welcome to The Specialist. I'm your host, Rob Barnard, and in this episode, I'll be talking with Richard Spinks, Pepper Money's Chief Commercial Officer. And even more daunting for me, he's my boss's boss. So I hope this goes well, or it could be yet another very public example of career abseiling. Over the last few months, there's been lots of doom and gloom around in respect of the economy as a whole, but there are now undoubtedly one or two green shoots of optimism beginning to appear. So I'm looking forward to discussing these with Richard, also looking at the results of Pepper Money's latest specialist lending study and how these findings turn into opportunities for our broker friends to simply write more business. I'll also be asking Richard what keeps him awake at night, how he switches off from his life at the top of a large specialist lender and how he sees the market moving and changing in the months and years ahead. Richard, I'm absolutely delighted to have you on air with me today. Rob, it's uh, great to be here. Oh, brilliant. Now, look, before we get into the nitty gritty of the current economic situation... And, of course, the challenges that throws up with regards to you running one of the UK's largest specialist lenders. I'm intrigued to get to know a little bit more about you. So, come on, how did a man from Dronfield in north-east Derbyshire get into the mortgage industry? Um, Well, my first job was in engineering and uh, back in the day, you'll remember these times, I'm sure, Rob, uh, banking and finance was an opportunity for a job for life. Uh, So I was keen to move out of an industry that was a little unstable um, for one of these roles that was that was going to be forever. Uh, Soon after I got into financial services, there were no longer jobs for life. uh, But I have managed to stay largely gainfully employed for uh, for the last 30 years in uh, in finance and particularly in specialist mortgages. You've done very well. I think I've I've faced the bullet at least twice in that period, but you've done very, very well. What sort of engineering were you involved in? It was a plastics engineering firm. We used to make uh, wheels for rides at Alton Towers and things like that. Brilliant. I didn't realise that. I've known you so long that I didn't know it. And now, your obviously rise through the ranks continues and uh, your present role is Chief Commercial Officer. What what does that mean? So I guess in, uh, in its simplest terms, I'm responsible for the volume and the returns profile for the first and second products in, uh, in Pepper um, and really to deliver the service that we know brokers expect from us um, and the proposition. So we, we spend a lot of time looking at new areas that we can go into and, uh, and new products that we can launch that deal with customer circumstances, really, um, to try and fulfil our, our need of helping customers succeed. And we'll come back to service, because I know service is something that runs through your veins. I mean, you and I first met probably in the late 1990s. We were in our late teens, hadn't started shaving and had spots, I wish, um, when we worked together at Verso. For those of you old enough to remember Verso, it was probably one of the forerunners of platform as it is today. Um Looking back, Verso was probably one of the very first specialist lenders in the UK, and it's changed significantly our landscape over over that time. How has the specialist market changed between then and now? So I think back then, specialist lending was largely driven by two things. It was uh, there was a big self certification market, and uh, and there was a big adverse credit market, and those two things were largely separate. I think um, in isolation, they were both fine. 
But I think when we started to layer, when the when the industry started to layer those two things together, uh, that's when we know that challenges, um, I think, subsequently arose. I think the other area that was uh, that was sort of new and coming to market was buy to let. There was a big buy to let market, and Verso was a big buy to let player. Um, now I think we better understand um, customers. I think we better understand the the risks that we're taking on and and where and where not to layer risk, um, which I think has led to us developing better solutions in the specialist market to help customers succeed to achieve their their hopes and dreams of of home ownership. Yeah, I think I think there was listeners' ears pricked up then when you talked about self cert. I mean, I I think at the time self cert sold by the right people to the right people for the right reason was a really viable a viable option at the time for people. I think it just got probably abused a little bit, and that's sadly how it how it uh, how it ended. Um, I think distributions also changed over over this time. If you think about it, when we were at some of the lenders we've been at, and I think you and I have worked at five lenders together probably. Um, the market in specialists was largely packager driven. And that's changed a little bit now. Do you think the packages still have a role to play in the UK mortgage market? I think they do. I think um, particularly in the seconds market, I think there's a large specialist distributor um, that I guess, you know, if we if we contrast that with the first equivalent, um, it would it would be a packager route. Um, those guys know the market very well. They're able to take customers on a very sensible, quick journey um, that, you know, helps them to achieve a secured loan, to repay debt, to improve their home, um, and really keep the journey shorter, I think. Um, so there's definitely still a role for, for specialists, I think, in the market when um, when applications become a little bit complex. And I think, you know, there might be even be a little bit of a package of bounce over the, over the coming months and years in the first arena. With, with everything that we're going through at the moment, people might not feel comfortable dealing with it themselves. And so packages, and we, we deal with packages right across the country, and they're very important to us. And I do think we might see a little bit of a bounce in that, in that particular area. So the specialist market has changed from those early days and continues to do so. And that's also been reflected in the change in the title of Pepper's previously titled Adverse Credit Study to what it is known as today, the Specialist Lending Study. And for those of you that don't know, we've we've just launched our seventh study of this kind, with the first one being released back in the autumn of 2019. I mean, think about it. Back then, none of us knew what COVID was. We never heard the word furlough. The cost of living crisis was seldom, if ever, used as a phrase. And the brokers out there hadn't sold a tracker mortgage for the last 20 years. Uh, why is the specialist lending study that Pepper have just issued so important to you? I think it's important for us. It gives us a better understanding of the specialist market and the customer base. In our industry, you can easily get caught up in the numbers. But the study allows us to, to take a deeper dive, better understand the customers, and then share that knowledge with the rest of the industry. As you say, since we first launched the study back in 2019 as the Adverse Credit Study, our research with YouGov evolved into the Specialist Lending Study. There's so much more to the specialist market than solely adverse credit. Self-employed applicants find it difficult. Um, Interest-only, there's still a, a small part to play for interest-only mortgages. Capital raising, lending to older borrowers. And of course, second charge mortgages. Yeah, I totally agree there. I mean, I think if you actually look at the amount of adverse business that Pepper does, it's it's not the dominant factor. It's a big chunk, of course, but there are so many other factors there. And I, the phrase I used on self-cert earlier, sold by the right people to the right people for the right reason, I think fits interest only beautifully as well. So again, we've we've partnered up here with YouGov, haven't we, to to issue this this particular piece of research, and it's a combination of in-depth research together with a survey of around six thousand people. I think. What what Richard are the key findings of this year's study? I think when the study was originally launched as an adverse credit study, the the main objective was to provide a single definitive figure for the number of people in Britain 
who had a record of missed credit payments on their credit file. We also wanted to find out some of the reasons behind the missed payments, customers' plans, concerns, and their experience when applying for a mortgage, particularly when they uh, were a specialist customer. Much of that has changed since the first study four years ago. And as you said, to begin with, we renamed it to the Pepper Money Specialist Lending Study, acknowledging that adverse credit is just one of many factors that could see customers' mortgage applications decline. Self-employment, working as a contractor, even having multiple income streams can sometimes make it way more difficult for people to secure the mortgage they deserve. We've obviously experienced the COVID pandemic, which for a short time pressed the pause button on the economy and has permanently, it seems, changed the way in which we all work, with hybrid or home working now playing a much bigger part in people's work lives. This has had a big impact on the property and mortgage market, of course. More recently, spiralling inflation led to rising prices and sparked higher interest rates in an attempt to slow the increase. The cost of living is a phrase that rarely out of the headlines as we've lived in a very fragile economic time. More than two thirds of the respondents to our research, which was carried out in September, say their disposable income has decreased in the last year as a result of the cost of living crisis. Just over one in three say it's decreased significantly. 28% of people said they considered moving to a new area to reduce their housing costs as a result directly of the cost of living crisis. And 19%, one in five, have considered downsizing. One of the most startling facts I think the study revealed is that 84% of all respondents say that the current economic environment will make it harder for them to get a mortgage. This is where lenders and brokers and distribution partners come in. We have an appetite to lend. We offer mortgages to customers for a range of different circumstances, but customers don't always know this. So now more than ever, it's important to understand these customers and reach out to them and help them understand their options before things might get on top of them. It may just be the difference between them sleeping well at night or not. You know what? I think I think the broker market has never been more important because of all these challenges that that, that customers are facing today. I think I think the latest figures I've seen is that the actual broker share of the whole market now is about ninety one percent, which is phenomenal. I think in the specialist space, it's as much as ninety nine percent because people don't realise, do they, that they can get help and they turn to a broker. I still use a broker. I don't know if you do. I mean, you've probably not had a mortgage for years, but I I still use a broker because I'm not an expert in everything, and I think that's really important. Some really, really good stats coming out there. What, what other insights did we learn this year from the study? So we found that over 15 million adults in this country now have a history of adverse credit, including miscredit payments, defaults, CCJs, unsecured arrears, mortgage or secured arrears have entered the DMP. Let me just check that figure. 15 million people. So reading through the lines, that doesn't mean they've got necessarily CCJs, defaults, missed mortgage payments. It can be a blip. It can be something that they've had. There may be a late payment on a credit card payment or a utility bill. Wow, scary figures. And of these, the number of picked up adverse credit in the last three years is nearly 7 million. Wow. And I think there, I don't know what your thoughts here, I think what's been missing out of the UK mortgage market probably for the last, I don't know, 14, 15 months is the mainstream pipeline building. Because traditionally, this time of year, everybody would be in a rate war, they'd be trying to build that pipeline, and we've missed that. I think it's probably around the corner, we're starting to see a little bit more activity in, in rate sensitive in the mainstream. I just have a feeling... Might be just me being mad, but I've just got a feeling that when the mainstream do start to pipeline build, they might be just a little bit more selective about the type of customers that they want to lend to. They might just tighten that credit score a little bit. So if you've got nearly 7 million people there that have got a blip on the credit file or a bit of adverse credit in the last sort of three years, that to me suggests that those sort of people probably will be turned away. I think you're right. And definitely from my perspective, I think there is there are definitely green shoots appearing in the market for sure. Now, you know, that 7 million is actually a lower number than this time last year, uh, when it was nearly 8 million. 
So perhaps more people have made a concerted effort to tighten their belts in the current economic environment, uh, but it's still a very big number. Our research also found that half of people who've missed one credit payment actually go on to default. So there's a lot of people out there who are really struggling. 82% of respondents with adverse credit say that just a £100 increase in their monthly bills would have a significant impact on their finances. And that's up from uh, from 75% last year. Wow. That's, that's scary. If you think about it, and I think I've read in the press this week that the household energy bills are going to increase from January as well. I think that's a, on average about another 100 quid. So there are people there that are going to be really feeling the pressure. I think so. And I think, you know, with energy bills in particular, you know, I think we all see the news. We see people who are not putting the heating on. Sure. You know, I'm encouraging my family to put the heating on less because I think we saw those rise very, very quickly. I think there are there are a few people out there, very sadly, that face the dilemma of eat or heat. And it's scary, isn't it, really, in this day and age that that's the challenge we have. So another area of the market, I think, that the study highlighted where where assistance is needed is the self-employed. I think our study, one of the most startling facts that I thought was that 80% of all self-employed recipients of the survey said to us, you know what, we find it harder to get a mortgage simply by the fact that we're self-employed. I mean, I think the specialist space can help the self-employed. Do you, do you agree? How, how can lenders like Pepper and other specialist lenders help those that are in the self-employed bucket? I think as an industry, we've got a great potential to help self-employed. The key is in identifying the hurdles they're facing, developing propositions to overcome them. I talked about our propositions team earlier. Affordability is often the key. Many lenders use the average of the last two or three years. 44% of self-employed people say their income has increased in the last year compared with the previous two years. We were in a pandemic. Lots of the world came came to a halt. Prime example of that, I think I remember being at a trade show fairly recently where somebody said, we've got this customer, he's a builder. Pre-pandemic, building, extensions, double glazing, everything. Then obviously it stopped. And I think there was a lag then, wasn't it, on building materials actually being available. Now, all the spare cash that had been sort of before the cost of living crisis came, all the spare cash that had been saved during the pandemic has been spent. So a builder's set of accounts would look great in this year, but if you still average them out over two or three years, it'd be a challenge. That's right. And uh, lenders like Pepper... We look at each individual case on its own merits. Uh, We base affordability on the most recent year's accounts. And I think that's that's what specialist lending is all about. Individual assessment. Conversation, not credit scores, a phrase I use quite a lot. And I think that's that's really important. It is. And an individual approach to underwriting also means we can give full consideration to additional income sources, which is an increasing and important part of people's income to a growing number of customers. Our study found that nearly 6 million people who say they've taken out uh, additional work since the result of the cost of living crisis. Six million people taken additional work on. Like getting another job, a second job. Yeah. And how do, how do Pepper treat that? Pepper will look at multiple incomes because we're able to look at each individual case and assess whether customers are able to manage and maintain that work profile. Um, so we will take second incomes into account. Often affordability is the main hurdle yeah. for hopeful homeowners. At Pepper, we're tackling this with our affordable home ownership proposition, which supports schemes like shared ownership, right to buy, and more recently, first homes. Yeah, I think we were one of the first specialist lenders, weren't we, to actually launch into that particular market, which was, I think, seen to plug the gap left a little bit by help to buy. So I think that's that's really to be encouraged. So the specialist lending study really does highlight many areas of the market that need help of specialist lenders, not just like Pepper, any of the specialist lenders that are in the marketplace. Um Another scary statistic that which you touched on briefly there was that 49% of people with adverse credit say that their financial situation is adversely affecting their mental health. And that 
really, really scares me. I mean, no doubt your bigger, bigger role now. You're busier than ever, keeping up to date with swap rates. Cracky, that must be like an hourly watch, market developments, etc. So how does Richard Spink switch off at night? So that's not an easy question to answer, actually, mainly because I'm not sure there have been many nights over the last 12 months uh, I've actually switched off. <laughs> that said, you know, I'm a bit of a social butterfly. I'm, uh, I'm pleased that having returned to the office, there's lots of people who, uh, who want to go for a drink after work. So if I hear their after work drinks, I like to pop along. I think seeing colleagues outside of a work environment allows us to get to know people a little bit better. Um, I like to holiday or a pepper holiday, as I like to call it, which is sort of working by the pool. Um, <laughs> and taking time to spend with my family is important. I stay away from home during the working week. So uh, so getting time back with family back in Derbyshire is uh, is important to me. I think that's really important. And you must you must really make sure that you do have that downtime, which is really important. I've been lucky enough to share many a uh, libation with you over the years and we've laughed and, and enjoyed the times as well. Richard, thanks so much for taking time out of your pack schedule to talk with us today. It's been great to reminisce, of course, about the old times, but also really enlightening to hear your take on the current state of the UK mortgage market and how specialist lending has changed and indeed grown over the years. It's also great to discuss some of the headlines featuring in the latest iteration of Pepper Specialist Lending Study. This year's study certainly highlights some very scary statistics, with 15.16 million people in the UK now having some form of historic adverse credit, with 6.92 million of these people incurring this adverse history in the last three years. We want people to talk openly about adverse credit, to destigmatize these, well, what are now ordinary circumstances, and to make it known that there are options to help people continue to work towards their objectives. The best way for them to do this is, of course, by seeking professional advice, and I think we certainly need to do more to promote the benefits of mortgage advisors and the value they can offer. Thanks for listening today, and I hope this episode has given you just a flavour for the content of this year's study, the full details of which are now on the Pepper Money website. And where can you find that? It's simple, pepper.money. Of course, a big thank you also goes out to you, our listeners. This has been The Specialist, episode one of the third series brought to you by Pepper Money. If you love the content today, then do let us know on our socials using our hashtag, hashtag Pepper Specialist Podcast. And of course, hit follow to get notified when our next episode releases. Oh,